Hello everyone and welcome back to your favorite podcast duo Iskander and Robbie. Today we will be discussing a slightly more serious topic, namely the case of Roy Brown. On May the 23rd in 1991, the victim, a social service worker, was found beaten, strangled and stabbed to death near the upstate New York farmhouse where she lived. Her name was Sabina Kulakowski. The one found guilty for this heinous crime was none other than Roy Brown. He was only just released for a short time in jail for a series of threatening phone calls to the director of the social service agency where the victim worked. A year earlier, the agency had placed Brown's daughter into, res- uh, into a residential care facility, reason enough to lose your cool to someone who works there. But something isn't right. Not only was Sabina not involved in the case, the two of them didn't even have any contact beforehand. The case itself felt like they were just looking for a scapegoat to lay the blame on. There was insufficient evidence to find him guilty. The victim had been bitten numerous times all over her body. At the scene, police collected a bloody nightshirt and swapped the bite marks for saliva. Saliva from the nightshirt and bite mark swabs were analyzed with inconclusive results. An expert had examined the bite marks before the trial and excluded Brown as a source. A defense expert stated that six of the bite marks were insufficient for analysis and the seventh excluded Brown because it had two more upper teeth than he had. So why was he found guilty? The uh, the prosecution relied on the testimony of a bite mark analyst who stated that the seven bite marks on the victim's body were entirely consistent with Brown. They didn't talk about the, the expert who excluded him. They also had a testimony from a man that Brown was incarcerated with. The man claimed that after his release, Brown called him and confessed to the crime over the phone. This was apparently enough for the court to put him in prison. On January the 23rd, 1992, he was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. Now we will tell you what you were all waiting for. Was he actually guilty or was he falsely convicted? Brown wanted to look into the case himself with the possibility to clear his name. He then found out that the police had another suspect because he requested their files since his files were all burned up. The other uh, suspect named Barry Branch acted uh, suspiciously around the time of the murder and he was known to be upset with the victim since she owned a farmhouse that belonged to him. Brown then wrote a letter to Bench letting him know that he knows about his murder and that there is proof in his uh, saliva. Bench committed suicide by jumping in front of a train right after which implicated that he had to be guilty. Three years later, the Innocence Project looked into the case and found six more saliva stains on the t-shirts. None of the stains matched with Brown's uh, DNA. So Roy Brown was released from prison on January the 23rd in 2007. The prosecution formally dropped all charges on March uh, 5th uh, in the same year. This case is not yet fully solved though, since Roy Brown passed away in July 2019 by unknown reasons. Is this yet another murder or just a simple coincidence? We can't tell you, nor can anyone else.